You're listening to And you're listening to the Collabcast, a podcast about pop culture and the creative life from an Asian American perspective. Hey everyone, welcome to episode one, 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 one eleven. This Ooh. Friday. <laughs> really? Is it? Did I get the air horn? March the seventeenth, <laughs> twenty seventeen, three seventeen seventeen. It's just a day of repeating numbers. I love it. That means it's, we're lucky today. Yeah, it's we also are lucky today. St. Patty's Day. None of us are wearing green. Nobody cares. I care. <laughs> my, Why? My wristband. Thing. Why do okay. you care? So, Melissa. Oh, our guest today <laughs> is Melissa Polinar. Yay! Who was one of our showcasing artists at our first at the first ever Asian American South by Southwest official music showcase that we just finished last night. Amazing! We are coming at you Six live, hour show. live from Austin, Texas. Uh, we're all super tired, <laughs> but that's not going to stop us from bringing you this episode of the Collabcast, which will be a protracted episode. I think that means short, right? Yes, it's, it'll be a shorter episode because we're we are running late to a couple of potties. Um, or parties. <laughs> <laughs> parties. 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 I need to take. Anyways, a- what's up? Marvin's clearly going insane. We're gonna move right along, Melissa. How are you feeling? Because it was such a great light night last night. Because I, I don't have a voice left. I I feel great. Um, yeah. After the show, I felt really like um, tired for obvious reasons, but I felt fulfilled. You know, like I felt like. A filling experience kind of thing. And yeah. I think, you know, there's that type of tired when you just kind of like is o- are over it. But then this one was like, this was a good one, you know. Like, good tired. Yeah, good tired. Good Fulfilled kind of. tired. Mm-hmm. For those of you who have been keeping up with collaboration, uh, collaboration, I, <clears throat> for the first time at South by Southwest, it's ho- hosted, has hosted, we have hosted now um, a couple of events um, focused on the Asian American community. Um, including a panel on Sunday about Asian American rep- representation, um, a mixer for the Asian American attendees in Austin, and on Thursday a six-hour showcase Cray. at Lambert's Barbecue in in downtown Austin. It was so funny because when I saw that everyone had a forty-minute set and we had twenty minutes in between each yeah. set, technically I was like, "That's so much time," but it was still it was, the same it was of like. It was enough, actually. It, it was. Um, I was telling everyone before the show, like Sorry, everything, talk. <laughs> everything um, was going so smoothly that it was actually freaking me out. It was unsettling. He was freaking. He's like, nothing's going wrong. What really? <laughs> <laughs> and props to the to the team at Lambert's, um, to John Moore and to Danny, our sound guy, for just making everything go smoothly. And um, you know, obviously, a lot of pre production work went into it, making sure that um, the tech. And the the the, the um, tech was available, that our backline was there, and that the stage plots were were submitted, so they knew exactly who, what to plug in, and what they oh, needed. That's great. Um, but 
the transitions were all super smooth too. Everyone, everyone was a pro, you know. And thanks to Mandu Entertainment, like yeah. those are our like Texas bros. <laughs> They're the ones that provided the sound, the yeah. backline. Yeah, the backline. Yeah, they yeah. were, and Paul Kim is the head of that company, and like we just work with their team, and it was such a like. I get sappy here, but it was such a like Asian American coming together, like yeah. it was such a family effort because it would have been kind of a nightmare really for us to coordinate everything. Yeah. And they really helped out so much. That, like we really want to be part of this showcase and like partnered up with us. And even the artists were all super, you know, helpful and accommodating, you know, mm-hmm. the, the stage wasn't the biggest stage in the world, but we made it work, you know, yeah. Megan Lee brought a nine piece band and oh, we, we fit them all on stage somehow. Yeah, I mean, Lambert's is actually a reputable one. Yeah, she just um, had this cool thing. Really? Yeah, I went to a, a gifting lounge today okay. at, at, where all the artists just kind of meet up. And <laughs> I ran into one of my um, singer-songwriter friends. I met them in L.A. He's part of a duo. Um, he asked me where I played and uh, hoping to catch a show. But I was like, oh, it was last night. And I was like, where was it? So I got Lambert's. And he was like, Wow. That's a really great venue. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah. I mean, I thought it was a really great venue. It's a, yeah. it's a quaint little venue. But I think uh, um, it, was, it was a great sound, sounding place. It was just a great vibe. It's not too cramped. It's not too grungy. Grungy. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. They were super nice. They put our, our, our name on the marquee. I actually wanted that poster. Yeah. <laughs> we should ask. I think I'm going to stop by maybe on Sunday. And, and just ask. Just like yeah, because there's other dates on there, and I yeah. didn't want to just take it out. You know, give me one. Maybe <laughs> they have more. They printed a Maybe lot. not the one in the bathroom, but you know, maybe one of, the one, one of the ones in the corkboard. Yeah. Sharing nice. is caring. Yeah. <laughs> but and also, what's his, what's um, uh, Run River North's lead? Alex. 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 Yeah. So he, right before I went on stage, like he talked to me for a little bit. Yeah. And then one of the things that he pointed out that Lambert's was the venue that um, Adele first. Shut oh. up! Yeah. Uh, uh, what, yeah. dude? You should talk to him. He t- he told me this. I just he said just to let you know, uh, this is the venue that Adele first uh, played at for South by Southwest. Nice. Need to find that photo. Gonna make a meme. <laughs> we were just like, oh, this venue looks really nice because we were given our choice of venues, mm-hmm. and we could have been like downtown six, like the dirty six section. No. And that's <laughs> no, that one got booked up. Oh, and then, and then like again, a lot of different balls were in the air. Mm-hmm. And then there was that. There was the one where we, it w- would have been on the um, not the rooftop, but like a high level of one, one like of the, the top hotels. floor of a hotel. Oh, yeah. that's kind of it was cool, cool too. but it was like very like it didn't uh, for our artists. It would mm-hmm. look kind of awkward, and okay. the setup was different. It would look like a lounge singer kind of oh, okay, thing okay. going on. Yeah, yeah, Lambert's is a good call though. It was really like. And that was Props the last to Lambert's thing. and their food and was to great. James Minor, yeah. he's our festival director who like arranged all that. Yeah, amazing. I tried some of their Frito pie. It's not bad. I didn't get to eat because I don't like to eat before singing. Uh, you were on at midnight. Yeah. Yeah. Poor thing. But I had Whataburger after. So yeah. I'm not worried about that. <laughs> well, you're Texas native. You can get Whataburger all the time. <laughs> well, okay, I'm, live real talk though. Compare the In and Out. What you say? Well, here's the thing. I try <laughs> to kind of uh, not to like greasy things, extra yeah. greasy things. I try to like stay away from that. Yeah. And I feel like In and Out is less greasy. In and Out is fresh, which is something that I realize only Californians seem to value above greasiness. Yeah. Most people love greasiness. <laughs> yeah. So they actually like, you know, Five Guys or like a more greasy, like, substantial. They want a more substantial hamburger. Whereas yeah. I like 
the fresh veggies. I like the crunch. Yeah. And I like the, you know, the And onion. I think yeah. I'm, I'm kind of like a Californian, you guys. <laughs> and it's really kind of like really, a blasphemy. Yeah. You're a little bit, you're pretty 50-50. Yeah. Um, for long-time listeners, this is going to be a different episode than usual. Because, just because it's a little bit shorter, um, we're jumping straight into just talking with Melissa. Yay! Uh, we're skipping the roundtable. We'll talk about stuff uh, maybe next episode because we've got to we got to talk about the BBC girl. We got to talk about Iron Fist and all those all these other things. Oh my that god! I have so much I'm to sure catch up want, on too. Uh, yeah, because we've been stuck in South by Southwest land for the last week. This is like day what seven? For y'all, five, six for me. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Full on experience, <laughs> and we ain't done yet. <laughs> but you know, this was like okay. So it's crazy. I just want to like the things that we learn because I just want to like document this so that I can reflect back and be like, oh yeah, that happened. I got a lot. Of, we got a lot of compliments from people last night about our showcase because people were like, first of all, this girl right here, mm. Melissa, made me cry. <laughs> Sorry. No, I love you. I I love making people cry. There were super fans that came just for Melissa too. Yeah, yeah. Like I loved seeing. Um, you never know. This is what I want to kind of like share to the Asian American community. If you're an artist or know somebody, the thing is with these events, you may or may not get a gigantic crowd. It doesn't matter. It's kind of just about being there, and you never know who's in that crowd. And that's like really what I took away from a lot of this. Is like, yeah, it would been great to have like a thousand people, whatever. Mm-hmm. The people at South by are people really hardcore about uh, their creativity. So I really, I'm finding that a lot of Asian Americans don't even know about it, mm-hmm. or they think that it's like for white people or for like that it's really hard to get it or whatever. Like you know, because yeah. you just don't know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to encourage people to uh, attend more festivals like these. Just apply mm-hmm. every year. I think it, what's if you pay to apply, it's like thirty five bucks. Yeah, like there's an early registration. Thing yeah, and then- like apply for this stuff, you guys, because people were in that room from like Live Nation, from Spotify, from A and R, from different labels. Like they show up because they're there to find like what's up, you yeah. know. And so the crowds might not be huge, but like it's meaningful and it's like a really special experience. Yeah, it's 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 definitely a special thing. I mean, it, it gets overwhelming for me personally uh, because there's just so many things going on, and you want to like go to every single workshop, there's so many things, going events, on. Yeah. Um, check out all these artists from underground artists to like big name tickets, and I just, I you never know what to do, uh, but it's 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 definitely something every musician and creative person needs to experience at least once in their life, right? Go to your festival. Didn't somebody like not go to chain smokers for your set? Yeah, yeah. like there was. <laughs> so chain smokers. Yeah. So apparently, chain smokers played around the same time I did. Oh, okay. And um, there was a couple uh, on the side stage. So I went down on that at that side of the stage, and she just came up to me and she was like, "I just want to let you know that I gave up chain smokers <laughs> uh, to see to finally see you live." Um, See, this. my problem in the past is that I haven't been touring much. Like, I would do spot dates, and Los Angeles is definitely, like, my home, music home. So I play more often over there than I would ever play it in Texas, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Hopefully that will change, but... So she kind of felt that this was, like, a more rare opportunity, I guess, to see me than Chainsmokers. So, uh, yeah, and I thought that was... Really heartfelt, and she knew some of my songs already. She knew Skyline, apparently, <laughs> and she she knew my song Feels Like Home. And then she told me about the story about her sister um, 
going through some hardships and and gravitated towards my music and that's how she got into my music and so like all those little stories um I appreciate all that because sometimes it's really hard to you know keep going you know you write so many songs you put out records as much as you can and you play out at shows but you never know who's actually hearing yeah. these songs and I have friends that to support me but like you know outside of that little bubble that I have comfort bubble like I, I don't know who else is out there who listens to Melissa Paul in our song. So it's great to finally meet them in person. Yeah. 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 I loved it. It was great. And all like all the staff there weren't Asian. Oh yeah. And they were all like, This is like one of the best like really? showcases that we've had here. Yep. That's yep. awesome. You know, yep. Throughout, like quality wise throughout. So. Yep. The photographer is like my new best friend, by the way. My new BFF <laughs> is the father of three grown children. Aww. He's Filipino. Aww. And his name is Noel. And I love him. <laughs> Wait, was he there last night? I yeah, think he, he was took taking... A, yeah, he took a selfie with me. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was just so... Like, he does this for the last three years. He volunteers as a photographer Aww. for South By. And they get assigned to certain showcases and the rest of the time, you know, you, you volunteer and then you get to experience the whole festival. Yeah. So he's like, I've been to so many of these and I photo... I, like, he did a photo shoot of Big Phony last year. But he's like, this one's one of the best. He's like, it's one of the best. This is so good. That's great. And with his, like, sweet Filipino accent i loved it and he was just we like saying how like, good it was <laughs> we definitely had a a couple of uh of the asian volunteers just like spend all their time up by the stage you know try, just peeking in and so trying cute. to absorb everything it was really yeah. sweet yeah That's awesome they said through and through yeah. from like start to finish it was like really solid and really impressive it was like yes yeah and also i told you so <laughs> <laughs> so how does it feel because this has been like your like you stated that you were going to do this that one time at at, in 2015. At the first <laughs> South by Southwest you went to, right? Yeah, 2015. Yeah. How does it feel now that the the dream has been fulfilled, um, but the but the battle is far from over, you know? I, I've stayed kind of in the middle with this, mm-hmm. and I'm learning this. This might be just my take, and I want to hear your guys' thoughts on, like, when you guys have certain goals. Mm-hmm. I'm really, the last few years of my life, I've been really attentive to my what I say, mm-hmm. whole law of attraction thing, what I manifest, all that stuff. Mar makes fun of me because I say it all the time. Mm-hmm. But um, I visualize things. I like put my whole heart's intent into making something happen. So sometimes what happens is that it doesn't build up that big. Because to me, from the time that I, what I'm trying to train myself to do is when I start saying that I want to do something, I make it as grounded and as real as possible. Mm -hmm. Like not something far fetched. So the funny thing with this thing is that like, as soon as I said it and as soon as I was there, I was like, this is going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. We're going to find one of these venues. It's smaller than all the other shows we've done. Mm-hmm. It's going to be paperwork. cool. We'll do the paperwork. We'll fill out some forms. Yeah. We'll like get some flights booked, book a house, and then get done. Like That's the way I kind of approached it. So I never had like high anxiety about it. I was like really looking forward to it. But mm-hmm. like I just like I was like, it's going to happen. <laughs> and then it happened. And then it, it was great. And then that felt like... It empowers you to do more. Yeah. I think... Um, for me personally, when I have a goal and then I finally achieve it for some random reason, I, it's like it just empowers. It unlocks different yes. like, things in my system that like, okay, so if that's possible. I love how your face goes. She's like, yes. 
yeah, if that's possible, then maybe this is possible. Hell yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah. it's kind of like an ongoing thing. And I don't look at it as necessarily like a battle. I think it's more of like a, it's going to happen anyways. Yeah. Whether it be with us or with the next generation, it doesn't matter. And right now we're just doing what we are given, you know, the, the, the opportunities that are sent our way, given our way, and what we pursue, I guess. Yeah. I mean, for me, it, it was seeing how much people resonated with just the fact that we were doing these things. Like people, you know, might not have been able to make all of our events, but everyone expressed remorse whenever they couldn't. You know, some people were busy with other things. Some people had to work. But people, everyone I talked to from from the Asian American community, at least, were really, really glad that we were here doing this stuff. Yeah. And like being official and really, um, really making it happen. You know, um, we talked about, let's talk really quickly about our panel yes. on Sunday with them. Um, mm, I wasn't there. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> we were flying. We here. forgive. <laughs> um, but it was a really great discussion it's a discussion that we've had multiple times not only between us and our friends and the panelists who are all our friends but also on this podcast but for i I believe for like most of the people there that was probably the first time they've heard like maybe not the first time they've heard it but first time they've heard people talking about representation how important it is and with such power yeah with intent with With, intent yeah. yeah And, you know, our, our room was filled. We had a full conference room of people who came to listen to our panel. And, you know, uh, Mitch and I were talking about, because we went in a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. And the panel before was maybe like a third. And it was like way more like deep. And, Millennial dreamers as well, like immigration. and Yeah, the dreamers. Pretty, pretty much like um, kids who came without documentation as, as little children, but mm-hmm. are, you know, by all accounts, you that's know. such an incredibly important topic too. And I was like, "Why are there? Why are there ten people in this room?" There was also like just this. It was our first time doing a big panel at someone else's, you know, conference. Mm-hmm. So you know, we were all worried. Like, do we do we market it enough? Are people going to show up? I have a slight right? fear of that, but then I, again, I had the confidence. I was like, "Dude, Phil, Jenny, and Dante here, <laughs> we good." And then like the well, response we got from like NBC Asian America, all that. Yeah. Well, as I was walk- coming down. From the green room, I was like looking at every single Asian person going upstairs. I was like, "You, why aren't you coming you to our panel? You're in the wrong way." <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so we had people who like came out from the panel that came to the networking mixer, and then people came to the mixer who came to the showcase, and like yeah. a lot of it flowed. So mm-hmm. it was really good to hear the support. And Jenny I mean, and Dante and Phil killed it. We were the last panel of the day. and We stayed in that room until they kicked us out because they didn't, didn't want to pay their staff And no longer. one was leaving. We had a full room and probably like two or three people had to leave. You could tell they were like waiting because uh-huh. I was watching everybody. And then they had to leave because I think they had to go to another, another thing. Yeah. But everyone else stayed. That's amazing. And then at, we finished like we're supposed to end at six. We ended at like what? Six. 10, 15. 6, like 20. 6, 20. Yeah, we, they kicked us out. They're like, uh, we need to get our peeps done because they've been here since this morning. So Aww. we're going to kick you out. So we got kicked out to the hallway and then half the room stayed with us and like kicked it until se- after awesome. 7. So what, what kind of questions did they ask you guys? Well, so I had uh, I had kind of pre-planned it with uh, Jenny had helped me out and like all of them had helped me out. Like, how do we narrow this uh, conversation? Because it's such a huge topic mm-hmm. and we could talk about this for hours, clearly, like yeah. we talk about it every week for an mm-hmm. hour. But we we're just like, OK, how do we kind of get everybody up to speed on what it's been like? 
like the stereotypes so that people who don't know are new to it like understand where we're coming from Mm -hmm. and then just talk about how problematic it is slash like why representation matters so much that's the core of like what we wanted to talk about we're not just here to like complain Mm -hmm. and we're not here to like be all woe is us you know this is like real stuff and these are our lives that we live day to day as creatives and then otherwise as creatives and who create and society you know Mm -hmm. just the power of having representation in in your media your Mm -hmm. culture's media exactly um and yeah that was it was a huge success i I feel like yeah Yeah. that's cool i mean i think this kind of uh conversation should keep going in south by absolutely whether you know yeah, collaboration should keep doing it. It was it was different too, and so then the, we had our conversation, kind of like trying to do Asian American one hundred and one. Mm-hmm. That was like the thing for us okay. to share with them, and so mm-hmm. I had some uh, questions geared up for them to share their thing, um, and then we had the Q and A, and we had different questions that were a lot more nuanced. That again, if we didn't kind of set that topic, I don't know where they could have asked that question because they were just talking about like how do you distinguish like the issue with even China and Hollywood? How do you mm-hmm. distinguish between like foreign media and foreign yeah. what entities it, what is asian american culture and media versus or, asian yeah yeah that's very like that's kind real. of a deep question right yeah there. <laughs> and then a, a student from ut she's south asian she's like what do you think about like south asian representation because asian always kind of encompasses east asian i was mm-hmm. like that's so real like we talk about that all the time yeah and we've acknowledged and so it's like everything and i really people were so eager and there was a line you know for the q a we didn't even get to everybody yeah, so yeah. dope. That's great. I love that. There's um, even like a white lady. Who yeah, was like the cur- she's one of the directors of like an Asian art museum, art museum in Dallas. Oh, nice. Talking about like, is it okay to like plan a heritage celebration if she's not? We're like, Asian. yeah, girl, do it. You know, like, <laughs> why not? Yeah, but I, you know, she's coming from a place like I don't want to do anything that's disrespectful. And we're like, yeah. well, then if you care, that's gr-. we're like applauding. We're like, yeah, it's great that you're asking, but you then you just take care not to disrespect you. You know, ask yeah. questions and talk know. to different people mm-hmm. and, you know so it was dope that was great um talk about the southeast asian asian and like the su- subcontinental asian whatever i went to this uh workshop by aziz ibrahim mm. and he is a pakistani but he's a uk guy okay, okay. and he's a blues uh, guitarist which kind of was like the um, i was just curious but he fuses <laughs> it was a really short workshop but um, he fuses the blues uh, scale with Asian and Indian scales. Oh, Dope. so like, so he was talking about like blues is an American thing, you know, like the African American experience, and it's uh, talking about sadness and all that stuff. Um, but he said that the Asian experience also have that within each country. They have wars and all that stuff, and mm-hmm. so I think he was making the point that blues also applies to people like us. Yes. You know? Yeah. So, um, but anyways, it was such an experience, and 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 he played a little bit of his fusion, and and it's it's like amazing. I'm like my <laughs> mind was blown. I'm like, what the heck did I just listen to? <laughs> but but yeah, he's uh, that's another cool thing, like in terms of Asian. And he said that in the UK, when you say Asian, they always think Indian yeah. or Pakistani. British, yeah. British Asian means Indian, yeah. South Asian. And yeah. American standards, when you say, hey, you're an Asian, you think Chinese. Chinese. Yeah. yeah. And Chinese. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Japanese and then maybe Korean. Yeah. After that. Filipinos is like, yeah. wait, you're saying. Asian? Yeah. Yeah. That conference, you know what I mean? Like, 
That's what we need. The conversation has just begun, really. Yeah. So we're yeah. talking about I it. I mean, it's it's great that we can all come together and like fight for you know common representation. But then you know the next step is to real really educate um, the mainstream audience that Asia is not a monolith. It's not one thing. It's we're a lot of different things, and mm-hmm. and that that's a good thing. Yeah. There's nothing like there's a lot of fear around. I guess fear. There's fear of appearing ignorant and appearing racist. That it's the lack of education. It's defensiveness. It. Yeah, I it's it's also the lack of communication. So that's the reason why and people don't. Too. Yeah, yeah. We call that out at that panel. Like Jenny, Phil, and I were just like we need to show up the way that other people other communities show up for their creatives mm-hmm. like we it wasn't all like we're the greatest and everyone should love us it was like <laughs> we have problems dude like yeah. we have major communication problems we have a lot of support issues the money doesn't sh- back up the numbers of yeah. like our numbers you my, know my favorite part was when Janice was saying that if Asian Americans showed up to political issues the same way they show up to food issues yeah. we'd be like running everything <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> it was so accurate. Everyone cracked up. It was so... And you laugh because it's true. Yeah. So, you know, we have ways to go in educating our own communities. Exactly. It's like not just an us versus them thing. It's mm-hmm. like within our own community. We have a lot of stuff to like square yeah. away. Well, I want to close with just asking you about your first... Uh, this is your first official South by Southwest experience, right? Correct. Um, I have gone to South by Southwest in the past couple of years, off and on, uh, mm-hmm. not consecutive at all. But they're all either for unofficial uh, events and or just meeting people. Because um, I'm in Dallas, so sometimes I would just drive down yeah. to just kind of say hi to people. It's like us going to Vegas from L.A. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But this year was my first um, official showcase. So thank you, Collaboration. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> it was such an honor. Like Minji just randomly texted me like months, like last year, right? Yeah. She's like, Melissa, apply to this is uh, go to this link and like, <laughs> apply. And like, do you want to play? I was like, yes, okay, apply right now. I'm yeah. Like, okay. Cool. Um, and the thing is, I I know how tough it is to to get approved because it's just so many people who want to play. So I didn't even expect to get in at, at all. Like I thought, okay. Well, it's cool that Minji wanted me to be part of it, but I, I didn't expect to get an approval. We learned a lot too about just how how hard it is, even when you want to set your own, you know, lineup. Oh yeah, yeah. like yeah. we had our I like you were amongst several dozen artists that I was like, y'all need to apply because mm-hmm. for me, I was like, hey, we're I was I let everybody I'm putting you in our proposal because mm-hmm. we ultimately don't have say. I don't think that was clear. Like people kept asking anyway. Okay. <laughs> Like, after it was chosen, they're like, can you add me? And I was like, bro, do you think it's that simple? Like, yeah. come on. They they need, they approve that stuff, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like, that, that was not my call. So that's South by, like, you just request. You request, you request, you request, and you make the case. And I had mm-hmm. to write a proposal, and y'all had to ind- individually apply mm-hmm. through their thing. And it's like a college application process. Yeah. At the end of the day, they, they choose the lineup. And then, like, I had some say, because I was really trying to, like, hey, what about this? What about this? What about this? And some things, they, they were like not about and i'm trying to like figure out what what were the criteria Mm -hmm. because everyone's so different and so yeah i kind of loved it about last night Mm -hmm. like i loved how different we all were yeah and i loved the 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 angles for each artist is just way different from each other yeah so um i think that's the the reason why i think it was one of the 
the best, you know, showcases out there. It wasn't like not everybody's a rock yeah. act. Not everybody's, you know. I think Minji repeated this multiple times during that, but it was a, it was a sampling of like the the potential of Asian American artists because, you know, there is no Asian American style. Our style are, is everything American music, right? And we, we were talking about like, yeah. you know, taking your influences and like putting it through your own like lens, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's. Yeah. Um, I guess what makes for me and my definition between an Asian artist who might like succeed in like Korea or Japan um, in comparison to an Asian American is that basically what we listen to is just the same exact genres as any white, black, Latino uh, kid who grew up in America. You know right. what I mean? So we listen to the same R&B music, same urban music, same yeah. folk, country, whatever. And different music. You know, different music. grew up listening to R&B and hip-hop. I grew up listening to alternative rock. Yeah. And, but it yeah. comes through, and this is what I'm saying, like why I got really emotional last night, not mm-hmm. only just by what you said, but listening to all your distinct styles, like full-on in my face. Oh. <laughs> awesome sound system. <laughs> but this is what I'm saying, is that art, like I can try to go be Meryl Streep the same way I approach acting, right? Mm-hmm. I want to evoke emotion and share a story with everybody and I look to her because she's so good at her craft and like being specific about making mm-hmm. how she cries and like whatever but what she cries about and what story she's going to tell is very different I'm not going to go play Margaret Thatcher you know what I'm <laughs> saying yeah. I can play a different character and what I will what emotions I'll produce based on my experience as a child of an, of an immigrant mm-hmm. family that yeah. came in the 80s and you know to California it's very very different mm-hmm. and the lyrics that you were singing Mm-hmm. You know, the style can be said, okay, she's soul mm-hmm. and she like is uh, acoustic and pop and like all these things, right? We can mm-hmm. kind of categorize it, but still like what you're singing about and the way you sing it is strictly through you mm-hmm. and it's not through anybody else. You have collaborated with Indiari. You guys have two different styles and what you sing mm-hmm. about and the way you sing is going to be different. Mm-hmm. So I come down to that like... And Alex, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. when Alex gets mad on stage and he's singing, <laughs> I know that anger because I'm like, that's the Korean-American rage. And you can't duplicate that shit. And I'm like, I love it. I love it. That's great. I've never heard that and like, I've you never heard of Korean-American rage? No. Oh, it's real. It's, it's, called, real. it's called the K-Rage. Oh, he knows. Oh. <laughs> But like all of that, you know what I'm saying? So like I feel like all of it is communicated, whether it's through writing or graphic design or whether music or acting. We all have a different color oh, to I, the, the, everything that we make. And we have to be like standing by it, I yes. think, too. Um, so there's a part of like, oh, yeah, we're all influenced by wh- whoever came before us. Mm-hmm. But we also take on that like, well if you add me to the element, it's another thing. Yeah. And we have to stand by it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Be yeah. bold, y'all. And Be I'm bold. looking forward to, <laughs> not just a South by, but all over the art world for mm-hmm. us to make, make our, make our mark, make our stand and to continue inspiring artists to do the same because that's our job here. Collaboration is to create that platform and create those opportunities. We believe in showcase. you. Yay. Yay. Yeah. Well, that'll do it for this uh, shorter. Sorry, you were going to say something? I was just going to like sing a little Whitney Houston. Do it. I believe in you and me. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. I love that song. I love that song. Yeah, I forgot Arvin's the like, what song is that? I don't know what I song. I believe that we will be. Yeah, because you were saying, we were all saying, oh, I we've believe been, in we've you. Been, we've been having hella karaoke time. That's why I love having her in our house. She needs to be here all the time. She's um, She's been... <laughs> she, 
her and our former intern Aubrey have become like partners in crime. Pretty just, much. Like, yeah. <laughs> and the three of us are going to start a new girl group, and then Daisuke is going to also be in it. Okay. Yes. 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 And then we'll do a like S Club 7 throwback. <laughs> Melissa, thanks for being a part of uh, Clabbridge's first foray into South by South. We love you. Thank we love you. you. Thank you for having um, me. This is actually the second time we've had. Bunlis Apolloner on the podcast. So However, but successfully a, recorded. Yeah, we had a full episode <laughs> once that um, someone forgot to push the record button. I won't say who. <laughs> when? What? How? <laughs> his, but his name rhymes with Narvin. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. Um, if people want to find more of your more of your music, where can they go? I'm gonna call you that from now on. Hi, Narvin. You did it. It's so funny to me. It's like Aubrey and Chicken Street. (laughs) Anyways, inside jokes. Everyone's getting bored. (laughs) Where do we find you, Melissa? Oh, uh, Melissa Polinar, (laughs) M-E-L-I-S-S-A. My last name, Polinar, P-O-L-I-N-A-R, rhymes with pollination. Kind of, not really. Doesn't, yeah. Doesn't rhyme, but it's like... Close to... Alliteration. Pre-conjugated version. (laughs) Oh, God. We are so tired, guys. Day seven of <laughs> South by Southwest. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we're gonna we're gonna be recording one more episode from um, Austin. That will be next week's episode. And yeah, that's all I have. Um, if you want to reach the Collabcast, you can reach us. Um, via email at podcast at collaboration.org. You can also subscribe to us on Google Play Music, iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found through our RSS feeds. Uh, we're part of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of awesome Asian American podcasts. And, um, oh yeah, March is Tripod Month, um, hashtag Tripod. Uh, if you love our show, um, please spread the word um, with the hashtag Tripod or any podcast in general that you love. You know, it's, it's, it's a month to help us build the whole podcasting audience. And we want to be a part of that. So um, check out Hashtag Tripod for some great recommendations from you and your friends. And um, yeah, that's it. That is it. Yeah. We're going to let you get back to packing for your flight back home. It got delayed, so I'm good. Okay, we're good. Um, Minji and I have to go spend another night partying. partying. Now Now that we're done. With our official events, we can now officially start enjoying ourselves. Party! <laughs> we love you, Melissa. Love you too. Thanks, Melissa. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye. Bye.